Go tell it on the mountain. Oh, 
kids come to the front right over here right in front of this little stage okay sit on the floor sit on the floor over there now this is going to be an impromptu never rehearsed (laughs) retelling of the Christmas story and um, let's see how it goes First, what does that say up there other than kid time? No, the other part. The real deal. Okay, the real deal. I'm going to sh- I'm going to show you some things and you tell me if it, if they're real or make believe, okay? How about this? Real or make believe? Make believe, right? Hey, it's fun. Smurfs, little blue guys. But it's, it's make-believe, right? It's not real. That's not the real deal. Who is it? Well, who is it? <laughs> yeah, boo-boo-boo, yeah. It's Yogi Bear and Boo-Boo. I used to love these guys on Saturday morning. That was back in 1962. Okay. boo Who's that? Bullwinkle and Rocky. Is this real or is this make-believe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you with me. You get an idea. Even those old people are getting the idea. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. How about these guys? Ooh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Make-believe. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Make-believe. Who's that guy? Who is it? Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. And the last one. Who's that? Tinkerbell. Great. No, no, no. Come on, old people. Who's that? The Flintstones. Come on. All right. Now, when it comes to the real deal... It's important to know the difference between real and pretend, right? If you go to the mall, you know what they call the mall? A shopping center, right? That whole thing is about shopping, right? When you go to see um, anything that's happening there, whether it's at Easter time or Christmas, the things that they're sharing are not the real deal, but they can be fun, yeah? They can be fun to do. So today, I thought it would be important that we take... God's word, there's my Bible. Hey, James, James, lay that down. That's for somebody else. We would take God's word, boys and girls, and we would find out, or not find out, we would retell what the real deal is for Christmas, okay? Now, I was inspired by this little book that James, James shared it with me one Sunday morning while he was eating his cereal a few weeks ago. 
Now, in order to share this story, we have to um, act. So we have to have our actions show, not our mouths. Okay, we have our actions show. Okay, so the story begins with angels. Did you know that? Pass me those angel heads. You go to Cody. Come, come, baby. Can you be an angel? Can you put one of these angels on? Good job. And little angel, little angel, would you go stand up there? Yeah. Would anyone else like to be an angel? Would you like to be an angel? Oh, here. Come. You'd be an angel too. We'll have two angels. Okay, come. Anyone else want to? No, you're gonna, no, you already have another job. You, I already have assignment. I had three boys to work with, and it's not. <laughs> they were going to be the shepherds and the kings and everybody. So is that it? Okay, that's all right. You want to be an angel? Okay, so the angel came to Mary, right? And the angel came to Joseph. Did you know that? Did you remember that part of the story? And the angel came to the shepherds. Oh, my goodness. The angel was everywhere in the real deal about Christmas. Hey, hey. Remember, we're going to act. We're not going to talk. Okay. So, little angel, can you just stay there? Right there. And we're gonna, you're going to represent everything about the angel story. Right? Now, who else was in the story? The angel visited who? Mary. So, I need Mary. Can we have a Mary? Can one, can one of you girls be a Mary? Would you like to be Mary? Would you? Okay, then I need you to put on Mary. Right here. Put, wrap this blue thing around your shoulders and put this on your head. Okay, and where's Joseph? Who will be Joseph? Okay, come. You be Joseph. Joseph, put this on your head. Kind of, Just kind of find a way to put it on. That's, hey, it's impromptu, you know. That looks great. You look great. But Mary and Joseph, can you walk over there because I have a job for you. Where's my innkeeper? Innkeeper, get your gear over here. Get your gear. Innkeeper, I need you to be waiting. Right. Let's go over there by the piano. Go by the piano. You okay, angel? Okay, innkeeper, come wait right here. Put, the, put your hat on. You can wear that. Do anything you want with it. Here. All right, so Mary and Joseph. Hey, innkeeper, hurry up. Grab your lamp. Hey, man, get your lamp, dude. Okay, come over here, innkeeper. Now, Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joseph, stay here, innkeeper. <laughs> Mary and Joseph came after a long journey, and they came to the innkeeper, and they wanted to find a place where they could, you know, have this baby that's so critical and happening. And he said, there's no room, but I got a place for you over here. And he led them to the stable. Just one of you get on either side of the... Yeah, okay. And he says, you can help, help, your, help Mary get over there, Mary. Angel, angel, step back just a little bit. Good, good, good. Perfect, perfect. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Then the innkeeper, the innkeeper allowed them to stay there, and he went back to his place over there for a minute. Okay, now, there's Mary and Joseph. The baby was born. What was the baby's name given? What name did they give? Jesus. Because the angel had told them, you will name him Jesus, you see. But then the angel appeared to 
shepherd. You don't need a, okay, bring it if you want. And the shepherd boy, the shepherd boy, after he heard the angel, came and hurried to the stable. Kneel down. And he came to worship the baby that the angels had told him about. Right? Wasn't that awesome? But they, he wasn't alone. There were some guys. Get your hat on. Get your hat on. Oh, no, that's Justin. That's Justin. Justin, that's you. James, get the other one on. Justin. Okay, wait. James, put your hat on. Go by the piano. There were some kings. There were some kings, and they were following some very special thing that God had put in the sky. And the kings brought gifts, and they followed a star. They brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, and they followed a star. Brandon, go up there. Brandon, go up there. Go up on the stage. Go on the other side, boys. Shepherd stays here. Go up on the stage. Put your gifts down and kneel down. Kneel down. Landon, I'm sorry. You hold it right here, just like that. Okay, you ready? Stay there now. Okay. No, just stay right there. Okay. And what were they doing? They were worshiping the baby. Yeah, they were worshiping God's son, Jesus. You see, boys and girls, you remember? Look at me. The real deal is that God put the star. God sent the angel. God prepared Mary and Joseph. God told the news to the shepherds. God directed the kings, wise men, whatever they were, to come and to worship this baby was God's plan. He was the real deal. It's important to remember the real things. Let's pray. Let's pray. Help us, help us, Jesus, to remember how important it was that you came, you lived, you died, and you rose again for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, boys and girls. Good job. Now the children may return to their parents. Okay? That was awesome. Imagine if we practiced. Hey, wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? Okay. Okay, go sit with your parents now. Go sit with your parents. All right. I see Nathaniel over there. I mean, um, Jeremy wishing so much that he had been in a play like that when he was younger. <laughs> I could have given you a part today, brother. You know, I think sometimes we do take it for granted that we know the story. 
you know, just like Trisha was talking about, we take it for granted maybe that someone heard Jesus. Okay. Not all the world knows that little story. I'm so glad that the boys and girls here do know the love of God. Uh, actually, uh, ushers, I'm going to ask you to come forward at this time to take an offering this morning. And as they come forward, would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you that our lives have been exposed to the truth of this wonderful Christmas time. That you came, that out of love, you came in the flesh, you born as a baby, that you spoke into the life of Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds, that you brought life everlasting as a gift to us. We thank you that today in this place, we worship you, we celebrate you. We want our children to know. We want our grandparents to know. Help us to be the kind of person that will share the love of God and the story of your birth. We thank you for giving. Help us to give this morning in love. In Jesus' name, amen. is a little different this morning. Um, let me assure you, I am not going to do my typical length sermon. Um, we've divided it into three. Um, rather than one regular length message, uh, Jeff drew attention to why we worship. 
Christ is born and we join with the angels as we come to worship him. Tricia shared about missions and that important need. Christ is born and we are called to join with the angels in helping to spread the good news. And not knowing really what either of them were going to talk about or going to say and not knowing whether they were going to say something I wanted to say, I get the privilege of trying to bring everything together. But the two, worship and witness, really are central to the celebration of Christmas. And they have been from that first Noel that the angels did sing, that we sing about every year. In our case, they've been evidenced through our dual emphasis this past month on music and missions. Both are a part of Christmas, and together they make up that first Noel. The music, of course, was highlighted last week by the cantata. And again, thank you for the choir, uh, which title was The First Noel. It was sung at the mall, which is a part of our witness. It was sung here in church, which was a part of our worship. In support of that has been the visual decorations of which I understand, Charlene, there's like 1,500 angels uh, surrounding us. Because he is the real deal, as Jeff talked about, as scripture state. In worship, we join with the song of the angels, born is the king of Israel. But of course, we recognize it's not the angels that are the focus of Christmas. Jesus is. It's his birthday we celebrate. But the angels, as Jeff mentioned, were there each step along the way, playing a supporting role in drawing attention to his coming. It was an angel that the Lord sent to Zechariah in Luke 1 that told him his wife Elizabeth was to give birth to a son who would be the forerunner to prepare the way for Jesus' coming. It was an angel that the Lord sent in Luke 1, 26 to 28, or 38, who was sent to Mary to tell her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus and he will be called great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. It was an angel that went to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1 and told him, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from the sins. And it was angels that the Lord sent and appeared to the shepherds in the passage I want to read this morning in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. The scripture says, that story we know so well. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. 
And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that, the, that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Throughout the entire story, the angels were there playing a part. But I have a question for you this morning. The song we sing says, The first Noel the angels did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they laid. The question is, what's a Noel? <laughs> well, if you look in Webster's Dictionary, it gives it two definitions. Christmas and Christmas carols or songs. Our modern English words come from the Middle English word Noel, which is N-O-W-E-L, which was defined in the 1828 edition of Webster's Dictionary as meaning a shout of joy or a Christmas song. In the Middle Ages... Noels or carols were popular songs considered inappropriate for singing in church. They weren't majestic enough for worship of God. But people loved to sing them and they wanted to sing them. So on Christmas Eve, they would gather in the town square where they would burn the Yule log and everyone would gather around and they would sing these carols. During that period of history, songs often got their title from the first word of a song. And since a number of the most popular Christmas songs began with the word Noel, over time a Noel came to be defined as any song about the birth of Christ. Because of this, one of the meanings of Noel is a Christmas song. And the first Noel, the angels of the angels is glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those in whom God's favor rests. But if you look back also, you find that the root of Noel is not English, it's French. Many believe it came, comes from the old French Nael, N-A-E-L. This in turn is derived from the, from the Latin Natalis, meaning birth. Since Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Christ, it was natural for people to refer to the celebration of Christ's birth as Noel. Thus, Noel has two meanings, Christmas and Christmas carols or songs. It was, of course, the angels who were the first to sing out in celebration of our Savior's birth. So as we sing out each year, the first Noel, the angels said, we join that song of worship. Worship, singing along with the angels, is an appropriate spot, response for his coming. As someone has pointed out, when we sing the first Noel, we are essentially singing happy birthday to Jesus. Because that's what it means. As I said a moment ago, though, we've had a dual emphasis this past month. Worship and music was the first Shared by Jeff, in a sense, with the Christmas story. And the second, shared by Trisha, 
which has been missions or our witness. And by the way, in case you hadn't heard, uh, John, Trisha's husband, was recently just called as associate pastor of First Chinese Church in Honolulu. So uh, unfortunately, we won't be seeing as much of them, but I'm sure Trisha will still be around. Um, a common view of angels, isn't it, that they're kind of like God's elves who we've sent out to do the work? It's a view popularized and promoted in popular movies and shows like It's a Wonderful Life. The angel sent to do the work of God to help, I forgot his name, get George. Or the popular television show from several years ago, Touched by an Angel. They're there doing the work of God. But the word angel means messenger. They were the ones sent by the king to deliver important news. And if you did a study, a word study, of every place where angels are mentioned in the Bible, both Old and New Testament, you find that their primary role is messengers of God. They're there to bring news from God, important news. They're there to bring news to Mary and to Joseph that she was to have a baby. They're the ones God sent to the the shepherds when he was born. They're the messengers of God. Some linguists disagree with those who say Noel is derived from the Latin root natalis, meaning birthday. Instead, they say it comes from the old French word novellus, which means news. The angels were the first not just to sing of the Savior's birth. They were the ones, the first ones with the news to proclaim. As the popular carol says, the first Noels the angels did say was to certain poor shepherds. Since they are messengers, angels are not only heavenly beings, they can be humans also. In a sense, they're the missionaries going to China. They are God's angels, his messengers. We are to be God's angels, his messengers, as Tricia mentioned, to the world around us also, to bring his news, sent to deliver his message. And each year we collect the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions to join with the angels helping make it possible for that news to be spread, which makes Christmas the perfect time to promote international missions. There was some question, but yes, two weeks ago, it was Charlene Vaughn that was here that I introduced. It was not Lottie Moon. She was playing a role in reading the letter. Unfortunately, I never got the message that I wasn't supposed to introduce her. (laughs) But why Lottie Moon at Christmas? Well, if you, some of you I know know her story, some of you don't. She spent almost 39 years as a missionary in China. For many of those years, she literally was the conscience of our convention for international missions, constantly challenging churches and mission and individuals to give so that people could go. to be God's angels, his missionaries, in places around the world. In 1912, a terrible famine struck China. Small children had nothing to eat. People were starving to death, and so she literally gave her own food to help them and ended up starving herself. As a result, she became so weak and so sick that she had to leave China, and she died on board a ship in the Japanese harbor of Kobe on Christmas Eve, December 24, 1912. 72 years old, 
but she was a heart for missions. Six years later in 1918, in memory of her sacrifice and work, the annual offering for the international missions was named after her. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, though, which group of linguists is right about the origin of the word Noel. Does it come from birthday and singing about his birth, or does it come from the news? Both are appropriate and accurate depictions of that first Noel. The angels were the first one to celebrate his birth. They were the first one to spread his news. And we're challenged to follow in their steps. We celebrate his birth best by worship and by witness. The shepherds got that. After the angels left them, they went to see for themselves. The passage in Luke says they spread word. They spread the news. But it also says they glorified and praised God. They worshiped. In essence, they became God's messengers, his angels just as we are called to also this Christmas and each day of the year. So in closing, I want us to sing happy birthday to Jesus by singing the first Noel. So I'm going to ask that the worship team can come up here. And if you could all stand, as we sing the first Noel, we are singing praise of his birth and being reminded that we too are to share in declaring that news. The first of the world.